You're listening to episode 28 of the Japan Games Cast. On this week's show, the final Smash character has been revealed, a Pokemon theme park could be coming soon, and the game industry loses a musical legend. All this and more coming up. Welcome back to Japan Games Cast, the Japanese gaming news podcast recorded in Tokyo, Japan. I'm your host, Julian, aka Kantan Gamer, and joining me, as always, is my co host, Ryan. Hey, how's it going, man? Good, as always, man. Uh, yeah, what have you been playing this week?、Uh, yeah, some... still, still working on、uh, Scarlet Nexus.、Um, it dropped on Game Pass last week, so I've just been checking it out.、Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, yeah, it's, it's pretty decent. Yeah, I've been enjoying it. Yeah,、uh, you, you, t- you talked it up quite well、uh, last week. Still haven't checked it out,、um, but for obvious reasons, this week I've been playing、uh, Metroid Dread, which、uh, we'll, we'll get into in a little bit. We'll, we'll do more of a deep dive into some impressions. Yeah,、so、yeah. Looking forward、uh, to hearing about it, man. That's it, yeah. But we'll just, at the moment, we'll just leave it at it's excellent. <laughs> it's very excellent. So, yeah,、um, we've got some Dread representation back here in the.、Uh... <laughs> that's it, yeah. Nice, yeah. nice, nice. But、uh, yeah, we've got a lot of little stories to,、uh, this week.、Uh, I wouldn't say like, we've got any like, major news, although some of it's kind of big. I don't know. It's just a lot of stories to get through. So、um, yeah, let's just jump into the first thing here.、Uh, we've got a story. This actually comes from maybe like, two weeks ago. There were rumors circulating that、um, some developers were working on、uh, 4K Nintendo Switch games.、Um, and they, they purported to have development kits for a 4K enabled Nintendo Switch. So that kind of circulated for a little while.、Um, and then Nintendo came out on Twitter and posted this statement.、Um, and they were just like, that's not true. Like, stop lying, basically. <laughs> <You know? laughs> so、um, we'll get into the discussion in just a moment, but let me just read this statement from Nintendo. A news report on September 30th, 2021, falsely claims that Nintendo is supplying tools to drive game development for a Nintendo Switch with 4K support. To ensure correct understanding amongst our investors and customers, We want to clarify that, that this report is not true.、Uh, and then they followed up with another tweet saying, We also want to restate that, as we announced in July, we have no plans for any new model other than Nintendo Switch OLED model, which will launch on October 8th, 2021. So, I mean, yeah, did, did, did you hear these rumors, Ryan? Yeah, yeah, I, I heard about the、uh, Bloomberg stuff.、Um, I believe like a few months ago they reported about the OLED screens being purchased.、Um, yes, I do remember that, yeah. Yeah, and that turned out to be true.、Uh, and I believe they also reported about like, the, the new uh, NVIDIA uh, chips being purchased as well.、I、oh, that, yeah. Was that the,、uh, the, Marico, the Marico chip? I think so.、Um, it, the one that's capable of doing a DLSS. Oh, so, that one. Oh, yeah. So y- you remember、uh, when they upgraded the, the base model switch to like, the same, like an upgraded version with like, the new yeah, the,、uh, the red reissue? Yeah, the red box, of- right. Yeah, that's it. Yeah, so it's got like twice the battery life because the, the efficiency of the chip is almost like doubled.、Um, so that, I think that the, the code name of that was Marico, the, the Marico chip.、Um, oh. But I didn't, yeah, I didn't hear one about、um, a new chip for, a, for like a Switch Pro or a Switch 4K. So that, that's kind of interesting. So, yeah, I, I think there have been multiple reports from Bloomberg.、Mm-hmm. And、uh, I, yeah, I mean, the, the OLED stuff turned out to be true. So,、um, yeah, it's just interesting that they're still reporting about. There being a Switch Pro, and we've got、mm. you know, Nintendo in denial. I mean, <laughs>、uh, my,、uh, my opinion is that like,、uh, Nintendo has purchased parts for the next generation Switch. 
right. although they although it's it's not coming like in the immediate future yeah yeah for sure so so i imagine like they're planning in a couple years to release a, a new switch but i mean absolutely yeah for sure so like maybe bloomberg like caught wind of some some uh, purchases by nintendo and they reported on that but you know nintendo's just not ready to to reveal anything and you know it's not coming soon so mm -hmm. they don't feel it's uh good for their business you know oh, yeah, absolutely, like yeah. like like i mean if they just released a new model you know oled and like people are saying oh like you know you, there's an even better one coming soon then no one's gonna buy their oled right yeah, yeah. i mean so, that's always uh, the problem especially with these um like the mid life cycle refreshes because it's getting towards the end of the cycle so people are thinking like or well, should i get oled now or like wait two more years and get even even without the rumors it'd be safe to assume that like almost like seven years into the Switch's life, there's probably a sequel or like a follow-up console coming fairly soon, right? Yeah, yeah. I mean, like personally, I, I think maybe in two or three years we'll see something. Mm -hmm. um, but, you know, that's still kind of a ways off. So I guess uh, I guess time will tell, you know, uh, who's, who's to be believed. Uh, but uh, yeah, I'm sure we'll know within the next few years uh, exactly what was going on. But um, I'm just happy we've got the OLED for now, you know, so... I'm uh, I'm pretty good with that. So in our next bit of news, uh, we're going back to Universal Studios Japan. So we talked about the Donkey Kong section last week, um, and then like literally two days after that was announced, uh, they came out with a new partnership with uh, the Pokemon Company. So not exactly Nintendo, because Pokemon Company is obviously a separate thing, but um, heavily linked to Nintendo, right? Um, but basically what they announced is this kind of like ongoing partnership. Um, I think here they say... Uh, a medium to long-term strategic alliance and they were going to develop multiple projects um so from what i understand it's not exactly like a full theme park but maybe they're going to be bringing some rides and like pokemon themed events to the park so i'd imagine that the turnaround time for this would be um, a lot quicker and um, they say in the next part of the statement here the first collaboration project of this alliance is expected to appear as a member of the park by the end of 2022 so by the end of next year, that's kind of cool. There'll be something to do with Pokemon coming to USJ. <laughs> yeah, that's really cool. And uh, we talked before about like there was like a safari adventure uh, near Tokyo, you know, the Pokemon. Related, oh, yeah. Uh, Pokemon Wonder, I think it was called. Yeah. And I and uh, that was like totally sold out, you know, like mm -hmm. pretty much as soon as it was announced. So uh, it'd be cool to have something, you know, more permanent. Um, like there, there are the Pokemon centers, right? But like, uh, yeah. But they're really not theme parks, or like they're not really entertainment areas. Like it's just shopping, you know. Yeah, yeah. Uh, just a Pokemon themed store. So, yeah, it's cool. Like there's just so much more that could be done with Pokemon, and like we see in games like Pokemon Snap that there's this whole, you know, colorful world of Pokemon that I'm sure people would love to um, mm -hmm. experience. So. Yeah, it'd be really great if, if it expands into, you know, like its own park. Although I know they haven't announced that, but I'm kind of rooting for it, you know. I mean, you never know. Maybe, you know, if Donkey Kong's successful and, you know, maybe if they've got more lands to fill. I mean, I would guess that Pokemon would be more successful than Mario in a lot of ways. You know? Oh, yeah. Um, especially with kids. And, you know, we've said this many times on the show before. It's, it's the biggest franchise in the world. Like, li literally... 
and figuratively, but but in you know, very literally, is like <laughs> makes the most <laughs> yeah. the most money of any franchise in the world. Um, you've been to USJ, right? Uh, no, actually, I, I've never been. Oh, have you been to the one in? Um, is it in California, Los Angeles? Uh, I think it's in in Florida, right? Uh, Orlando. Oh, sorry. Yeah, uh, I'm even getting mixed with the, with a different uh, theme yeah. park. Yeah, I think oh, yeah. I've I've been to Universal Studios in Orlando, but that was mm. like uh, that was like 20 years ago. <laughs> so, so, right, right, yeah, yeah. So I mean, from, I, you know, from what I understand from pictures I've seen, I've never been to the one in Orlando, but it looks quite similar. Um, you know, they just have some J- Japan specific things here, but it's quite similar, right? Um, but I, th- I'm trying. I was trying to think of like what what these collaborations might be, and I came up with two, I guess, fairly easy ideas that would wouldn't be too difficult to implement. One might be like a Pokemon parade. So they have those like parades they do like in Disneyland, right? And uh, they have the main street that comes to the park, and all the people come out dancing with the floats and stuff. So I guess like people in like Pikachu costumes. I mean, it seems like every week there's an event with Pikachu costumes in Japan, anyway. You know. <laughs> They'll like yeah, open yeah. up a new, but they'll open a new bus stop, and they'll be like, there'll be a Pikachu there, just <laughs> or, <laughs> or just something really mundane. But they'll just put Pikachu to make it more fun. Or yeah. um, they have like like four D uh, theater experience. You know, you sit in the chairs, and the chair moves, and then like you know, it sprays water and stuff on you, and there's all like kind of high tech audio and stuff. So maybe some kind of Pokemon adventure, like ride, something like that, um, could probably work pretty well. Yeah, so I mean, for now, all we can really do is is speculate, but uh, we know that there's that there's something coming. So uh, yeah, we'll be looking forward to uh, follow up on that in the future. So next up, we've got some sad news. Uh, Koichi Sugiyama, the composer of the Dragon Quest series music, uh, has passed away. So yeah, very sad news for the game music community. And. Uh, yeah, he's the longtime composer of Dragon Quest, and he also uh, he had a career before Dragon Quest doing movie scores. Like I saw, he did some uh, some Godzilla and some uh, some other animated films. So uh, yeah, yeah, it's very sad news. Uh, Dragon Quest music is famous because it includes some interesting uh, like uh, music theory type stuff. Like there's twelve tone music in a Dragon Quest. Oh really? Which, Didn't know that. Yeah, which is kind of like a, a type of modern music that's, uh, it, you study it in music school and stuff like that. And uh, you know, the Tokyo Symphony usually records Dragon Quest scores for the more recent games. So um, yeah, yeah, it's uh, it's very unfortunate to, to hear of his passing. And uh, Yeah, I mean, he's uh, definitely an iconic guy in the, the music no, the game music landscape, right? Um, yeah. And the main theme, I think, is... I wouldn't say it's one of the most famous, but it's pretty high up there. You know, I mean, in Japan, it absolutely is. Um, and that theme... I think that theme has been in the franchise for, from the first one, right? That original yeah. theme. Yeah, yeah. The the main theme for Dragon Quest is like a mm. an anthem over here in Japan. Yeah, um, yeah. And uh, yeah, I think it was at the Olympics too, like during the opening ceremony, like they were playing the uh, the Dragon Quest theme. Oh, true. Yeah, yeah. I forgot about that already. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah, that, that, that was pretty road. Yeah. Yeah. So it's just huge in game music. I mean, the Dragon Quest theme is like one of the most iconic uh, RPG themes. It's up there with mm. like Final Fantasy and Zelda and stuff like that. 
Yeah. So, yeah. so uh, yeah, I also wanted to mention uh, I got a chance to see the Dragon Quest XI um, uh, soundtrack being played by the Tokyo Symphony, I think, in March. Oh, yeah, cool. Yeah, so I actually went to the concert. Um, I don't think Sugiyama was there. But, right. uh, but I did get to hear the orchestra playing his music, and uh, there were a lot of fans there. So, um, I mean, it's pretty cool, like, that the music is is good enough to, you know, to where you could just go see a symphony play it, you know? Mm -mm. Like, um, like I know you went to see, like, the Zelda concert, right? Uh, yeah, Symphony of the Goddess. That was in, uh, in Birmingham in the UK. Um, and that was... Yeah, that was excellent. I don't know who that that might have been the London Philharmonic Orchestra that did that. Um, but it was just it was very very good, yeah. Yeah, so yeah, I guess um you know, we we don't have a, a lot else to say, but you know, we're we're sad to hear of his passing and uh you know, I guess uh, in the upcoming Dragon Quests we'll have we'll have some new composers. I I guess so, yeah. I mean from what I understand with the Dragon Quest games, like they always kind of recycle some of the music, and then uh, Suyama-san makes some new some music. But I think they would, they already do have other composers assisting him. You know, he's not just him on his own. So uh, yeah, I'm sure he's had some understudies for probably a, probably like a decade or something now. Uh, someone ready yeah. to take over. And like um, like Dragon Quest Eleven was was mostly just uh, songs from previous games, like it. You know, it was a lot of returning tracks and stuff. Right, right, so, yeah, um, yeah. So I doubt that the theme is, is going to change, you know. I doubt uh, it, yeah, yeah. It's too iconic, but um, anyway, It might be yeah. interesting to hear some uh, some some new spins on uh, some music without without him involved in the next one. Yeah, and, and the next Dragon Quest, uh, Dragon Quest Twelve, apparently is going to be a little bit more, um, a little bit more mature themed and uh, a little bit mm. darker, so... You know, maybe having a new composer will will help you know change that whole vibe of, of Dragon Quest. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, so um, like I always like to say in these kind of situations with Sugiyama Sound, it's uh, it's really sad that he's passed away. But he did pass away at the age of ninety. So there's one thing we can say: he had a very very long life and uh, a life full of joy and uh, admiration from his fans. He's beloved game composer, and he's left behind a great legacy with some incredible music. So, um, Sugiyama-san, arigatogozaimasu. <laughs> yeah. Thanks, man. Very, very uh, nicely stated. <laughs> All right. Well, uh, let's keep the ball rolling here and let's move on to uh, our next story of the week. So three weeks ago, we had uh, the latest Nintendo Direct um, and during the presentation, they announced that the final Smash Bros character would finally be announced uh, a couple of weeks following and uh, that was this week uh, there was a smash direct uh, Sakurai-san came out to make the final announcement uh, the world was on the edge of its chair to find out that the newest character is Sora from Kingdom Hearts <laughs> oh yeah so what yeah. was your initial reaction to this from I mean I think I think it's pretty cool uh, Sora's I mean Kingdom Hearts is really huge um, mm. I haven't been following the Smash too closely, actually. Mm. Uh, like I, I know it's a it's a huge sensation, um, but yeah, there's quite a few characters <laughs> already in Smash. Uh, but uh, yeah, yeah. But I mean, Sora Sora is like um, one of those video game characters that like you would expect to like appear in Smash. You know what I mean? Mm. 
Um, have you played the Final Fantasy games? Kingdom Hearts. Uh, oh shit! shit yeah. <laughs> Fucking. Have you uh, have you played the Kingdom Hearts games? Yeah, I played the first one when it came out actually, um, all those years ago. Uh, I didn't have a PS2 at the time, but uh, my best friend did, and. You know, whenever he comes to my house, we'd always play GameCube. But when I go to his house, we'd always play PS2. And uh, yeah, I remember thinking it was really cool. Um, I liked the combat in it because I'm more of like a an action RPG kind of guy. So, you know, that was more like, it, it handled a bit more like Zelda where you lock onto the characters, you know, and kind of do real-time attacks and stuff. So I always thought that was cool. Um, and But I mean, the character himself, Sora, he's fine. I mean, just in terms of design and like his personality and stuff. I wouldn't say t- to me there's anything like super like alluring about his character, but I don't dislike it either. <laughs> yeah, I I think uh, I think fi- I keep saying Final Fantasy. Uh, I think uh, I think that Kingdom Hearts fans are are pretty pumped about this though, right? I, I mean, absolutely, yeah. Um, from what I'm aware, Sora was the the highest ranking requested character from all of like the polls and you know votes, and I think even Nintendo had like an official vote you know um i don't think it was kind of constantly ongoing or maybe it was before smash ultimate actually came out but um they did ran this poll and they had like hundreds of characters on there and i do remember like some of the highest characters being like banjo kazooie who obviously made it into the game um but there was obviously some some characters were a bit more unrealistic like a master chief or um i don't know i mean not unrealistic waluigi obviously everyone (laughs) i really wanted waluigi (laughs) But yeah. I do struggle to think how he might be different to Wario and Luigi Mario already. So maybe that's why they avoided him. But um, yeah, it's cool to see so many Square characters. Because now we've got we've got Cloud, Sethoroth, uh Sora, and Dragon Quest Hero, right? So yeah, lots of Square love in, in Smash Bros. now. It's pretty cool. Yeah, it's cool. I love when uh, these huge companies like are able to collaborate and, you know, uh, mm. sh- share and... and- and grow together so yeah it's really nice and uh yeah are you still still playing smash uh i tend not to at the moment just because uh i don't really have anyone to play it with to be honest <laughs> you just oh, yeah. you, need, you need friends that are like the same level you know yeah and yeah. uh i'm not i'm not really good at the game but i'm always more i'm always better than who i'm playing with so like it just tends to not be very fun <laughs> so uh yeah. i haven't really played it properly since university um but I, I, I really love the franchise, and uh, even when a new one comes out, I'll still buy it, even if I, even if I don't play it very much. Uh, I think it's just such an excellent, such a perfectly crafted game. They're always just so high quality that um, you can't help but like admire. Yeah, yeah, because I guess this is this is the final thing for Smash Ultimate, right? This is kind of closing the book on on this game. That's it, yeah. And I mean, it's been going, it's been getting updates for like over three years now. It was one of the first games to come out for Switch, and um, yeah, it's had two rounds of like DLC and stuff. Um, so I think yeah, you can never really please anyone. But um, I don't know if you ever watched Kyle Bossman. Um, he's a guy who used to work for Game Game Trailers, but he's got his own YouTube channel now, um, and he, do, he does a show called uh, Delayed Input. And uh, I like the way he summed it up uh, on this this episode he did this week, where he said that like. It was the perfect choice in the way that it it upset the least amount of people and it pleased the most amount of people. Because it doesn't matter who you chose, you were gonna 
you know, not get everyone to agree, right? But it was the most agreeable choice. <laughs> yeah, of, of, yeah. All, of all the uh, characters. Yeah, for sure. And I like Sora. I mean, I think it's cool that Sora's, you know, made it into the game. Uh, mm. Seems seems like a better fit than Master Chief. I oh, mean, absolutely. Yeah. Uh, I mean, no like Solid Snake is in there, though. You know, so that's kind of a, a wacky one, right? Yeah, but there's been a lot of. I mean, Metal Gear. The first Metal Gear was on the NES. Like it, that franchise started on Nintendo, so it totally makes sense, you know. And uh, you know, he disappeared for PS One, you know, the 3D era. But then they they remade Metal Gear One as Twin Snakes on the GameCube. So I think there's been plenty of Metal Gear action um, on Nintendo consoles. There was also Metal Gear Solid Three on the 3DS. Oh so, yeah, that's right. That's right. So there is kind um, of a, a relationship there. Exactly, yeah, and that's why I'm kind of surprised we didn't see more Final Fantasy characters, or why it took so long to get like uh, Cloud and Sethroth, because Final Fantasy started on Nintendo as well, right? It wasn't until... Yeah. It's kind of ironic, actually, because 7 was the one where they switched companies and went to Sony, and it's the characters from 7 that are in Smash Bros. <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah <laughs> so it's they, kind of funny. They finally made it over somehow. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, oh, and that reminds me... Uh, so they also announced the, that the uh, Kingdom Heart games, uh, Kingdom Hearts games, are coming to Switch as a cloud, oh yeah yeah cloud titles. Yeah, cool. so we've actually got the trailer they released uh, here. Um, I kind of I already forgotten about this news, um, but you're right. Yeah, if you want to play all of them, but this is a really weird release because it's 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 cloud, right? They're all like streamable versions. Yeah, yeah. So they're like existing on servers. Uh, which is, you know, not ideal because you know we don't know how long these servers will be, will be running for. Yeah. So uh, yeah, I mean, I never buy cloud games, or I, I never have bought same, a, yeah. a cloud game. But um, like I, it's cool to see Kingdom Hearts on Switch because I think it's a really great fit. But like, I mean, these were PS2 games, you know, mm -hmm. one and two, so like. Couldn't they have just ported it over to the Switch? It does leave you scratching your head, doesn't it? I mean, I understand three. Three actually looks really, really nice, right? And it's a Square game, and you know, Square tend to make some of the best-looking games on a on a new generation. So, of course, yeah, that wouldn't run very well on the Switch. But one and two, I mean, come on, it's just like lazy. I mean, I I would have preferred like if they just released one, you mm. know, or one and two, and then just like mm. each each year they just you know, release the next one. Like they just took a year to do the, you know, whatever they need to do to port it. Yeah, yeah. Um, I know they wanted to cash in on, you know, the Smash announcement, but like to me, it would have been better if like they just got the first Kingdom Hearts ported to Switch and then they announced like, we're also working on two and three. So, sure, uh, sure. Yeah, yeah, like, so like we'll get those out, you know, when mm. they're ready. Um, yeah. So, I feel like yeah, it was a, Bit of a weak announcement to be honest. <laughs> yeah, so yeah, kind of a bummer. I mean I mean it's good to see that you can play the games on the Switch. So you know it's not like sure, terrible sure. news. It's just you know it's just not the ideal situation. Alright, so before we get into the, the game trailers, uh this is not news, it's just a little segment. We're having a little discussion about uh, Metroid Dread, because it's one of my favorite franchises of all time. Uh as I mentioned earlier in the show, it came out this week. And we've been waiting 19 years for this game, which, I mean, that alone is just a ridiculous fact to hear out loud. <laughs> yeah, so you know. So, just, yeah. 
Yeah, I didn't realize it, you know, it had been so long. Like, because I mean, there were like the Prime games and the, you know, there was Other M mm. and like some remakes and stuff, but uh, but like the, the first mainline, you know, game. So, uh, and, and they did such a great job on it, like just, just judging from, you know, the way it looks and, mm. and you said it plays really well. Oh, it's, uh, it's, it's perfect, yeah. Um, I'm really into it. Um, I mean, so yeah, let's go over, I guess, at a couple of different points. But yeah, maybe the first thing, I think probably what is worth mentioning the most is the controls. And it's kind of weird, because I saw a review from, I think it was Games Radar, and the guy was complaining, he said the controls are clunky. And I I don't know what kind of ga like games this guy has been playing to make him think that, but like, this game is not clunky. It's like the, the smoothest like platformer I've ever played. It's ridiculous. So there's a couple of reasons I say that. The first thing is like the running, which I mean, it's typical, you know, Metroid, right? And think about something like Super Metroid, where like, you know, you run up to a wall and then you want to go into the bomb. So you have to like stop, press down twice to like crouch and then go into the ball and then roll. And then when you want to stand up, you've got to press up again, you know, that kind of like clunkiness. But that game is like 20 years old, so that's that's excusable. But in this one, like, um, you know, if you're, if you're approaching a low hole, you just run, press the left trigger and you kind of do like a slide. And if the wall is quite thin, you just slide straight through to the other side and she stands back up again. Or if it's like a tunnel, you slide in and then just turn to the ball like in the tunnel. So it's like super, super slick. And then if the hole is like kind of head height, so like you kind of walk up to the hole, press B, and she just kind of climbs in and rolls into the ball in the same animation. So that, just those two things kind of like eliminate what were my biggest gripes with any Metro game. It was kind of just like that kind of clunkiness of just Trans like, transitioning between like human and like ball form, if you know what I mean. Yeah, yeah, because yeah, I know what you mean. In previous games, it was kind of like you had to double tap and go through like a, a shrink animation and then enter and stuff. Uh, yeah, yeah. So that's and you know they've also got like the ledge grab from from Fusion, right? Mm -mm. Um, and you know just just a lot of stuff like that. I I think I saw a double jump somewhere. Uh, so it's just like, yeah, it's just so good. Look, it looks amazing, and and you've got like the the package version too. Yeah, so uh, yeah, got the special edition. Um, so yeah, it comes in a big ass box. Obviously, it comes with the game. Uh, it's got a cool steel book. So um, it's basically just got the artwork from the cover of the box, but without the the Metroid logo. So it's just the artwork. So it looks really cool because I, I like that new that new logo, um, that new artwork. You know, so like. I guess this is her like dread suit. People are calling it. So she's got the dread suit, but like, the the white and teal coloring, which is really cool, and uh, all the Emmy like robots in the background, kind of stalking her. Um, it comes with an art book, um, and it also comes with these like holographic uh, cards, which I showed you earlier, right? Um, you know, yeah, they're, they're really really cool and uh, surprisingly like nice looking. You know, yeah, I, like they're I really like them. the colors are really nice, right? <laughs> yeah, it kind of looks like a holographic like card. Yeah, I'm really into it. They've got a very like '90s vibe to them. I think you just don't really get like holographic cards anymore like nowadays. But um, yeah, they, they look really nice. Um, so I mean, yeah, you can see some gameplay, you know, here. And um, you know, for people that are listening, let me just describe it to you. But I mean, it, it's just the, the general, you know, kind of dark, moody, deep in like the cavern of a mysterious planet kind of Metroid world that you're used to. But it's just the most detailed version of anything like that we've ever seen before. So. I don't think anyone's really complaining about the graphics. The graphics are really nice. Um, and according to the, the Digital Foundry report, the game's running at 900p pretty much all the time at 60 FPS. So it's not a full HD, 
but the smoothness more than makes up for the drop in look res resolution because um, it, it really is smooth and um, you know you'll probably notice like as and as and when she goes to different doors to different areas there's almost no loading in this game it's just like it's very very slick yeah so I guess the the final like element of the game I uh, kind of talk about and it's a bit too early to tell too much you know I don't want to share too much for people that haven't played it um, so I don't want to spoil a lot, but the, the, the new element of the game, the new like gimmick, uh, is this thing with the Emmys, right? And the, the meaning behind the name dread is that you're basically left feeling completely powerless when one of these things comes after you. Um, and it's, it is actually quite terrifying because you can see the kind of graphics when you come through these like weird, like portal doors, the game goes in like really high contrast. And it gets like this film grain effect. So it feels like you're kind of in this weird, like disturbed kind of atmosphere. And then you hear like the little bloopy, like bloop, bloop, bloop kind of noises that the robot makes. And uh, yeah, and then you see in this cutscene here, she's shooting like missiles and stuff in its face. And it's just like, just bounces off. And, she, and she's like, oh, fuck it, run. <laughs> you know, she, she realizes like quite quickly, yeah, I'm not going to beat this thing. So I need to run. Um, but the, it's just the animation is so badass, man. I just, I love Samus as a character so much. And I, I've been seeing a lot of people saying this online that, and I agree that I feel this is the best representation of Samus we've ever seen in a game. You know, the way she's animated and I don't know, the, the, she doesn't really say anything, um, but the way she acts and, you know, she, she acts cool in some scenes, but like in the bits of the Emmy, she looks like scared, you know, and she gets her ass kicked a couple of times as well. So she's not this like completely perfect like indefeatable bounty hunter, but she's obviously cool, you know, and obviously wins in the end. So, uh, so yeah, it's just a great game. Like I say, I've been waiting the best part of two decades to play it. Um, I'm just super stoked that it's actually out and I'm more stoked that it's as good as I was, ho as I was hoping it would be. Yeah, man, that's awesome. So, uh, yeah, yeah. Well, uh, I guess we'll be updating about, uh, how it goes once you've finished it. Yeah, man, absolutely. Yeah, I'll, uh, yeah, I'll look forward to giving them my, my final report, my final dread report. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> nice, man. Well, cool. Uh, I guess let's check out these uh, new releases and then that'll that'll wrap us up for today. Yeah, cool, man. So uh, first up, uh, we've got a Kimetsu no Yaiba game. Um, I can't read this name in Japanese. I'm not sure the pronunciation, but it, it's something like uh, Hinokami, who I, get, I assume is a character. So Hinokami's uh, like Blood Wind story. So um, in English, this series is called uh, Demon Slayer. So I know you're not a big anime guy, Rowan, but um, you've heard of this, right? Yeah, yeah. I think it's like the biggest anime in Japan of the last uh, year or two. It's huge. Yeah, I mean the the, the latest movie, uh, Mugen Resha, the uh, the Infinity Train, uh, is the highest grossing anime of all time. So above any like Ghibli movie. And it broke that record in about two two weeks, <laughs> so it's it's wow. huge. <laughs> oh, wow. um, but yeah, this looks pretty cool. I mean, uh, I mean, first off, to me, for any of these kind of anime games, the graphics are really nice. Uh, it looks really spot on to the the anime. Um, but it looks it's kind of like one of those like three D like fighting games. Uh, and I mean three D, not the characters are three D, but like you can move around in three D space. So it adds adds a little bit more like dynamic to the battles and stuff. Yeah, yeah. So it's kind of like uh, what is it like Tekken, or like yeah, Soul, yeah, Soul Calibur. Yeah, yeah. Or maybe even like some of those like Dragon Ball games. Uh, I don't know which which one uh, oh, is yeah, closest yeah. to this, but some of those like fighting games where you know you can you can kind of more quickly move the camera around, 
and you're in more of like a circle shaped arena. Um, but yeah, yeah it, looks, it looks pretty nice. Yeah, it looks good. I like this graphical style. Mm. Uh, so uh, which platforms is this uh, releasing on? Oh, yeah, so th this is coming out on PS5 and Xbox uh, series. So um, I don't know if this, this is like an update version. I don't know if it already came out on the old platforms. It, it might actually be like the, um, the next gen upgrade, actually, uh, now that I think about it. Um, but either way, yeah, it looks very, very nice. And it appears to be running at like 60 FPS and stuff. So, um, you know, for all you fighting game fans out there, that's probably one of the most critical things, right, is having a, a fret, like a high, smooth frame rate for timing those combos and stuff. Oh, yeah, for sure. So, uh, yeah, yeah, it stays, looks pretty true to the anime. So, uh, yeah, yeah. Cool. Well, uh, let's see what's up next. So, uh, yeah, next up, I've got another game that I don't really know anything about. It's called Corpse Party. Corpse so, uh, Party. So I wonder if it's, as, if it's as morbid as it sounds. So let's check this out. Sexual themes, crude humor, <laughs> blood and gore. That's it, yeah. It's, so uh, this looks... Uh, the indie horror classic makes its return. Oh, okay. So this is a remake or a sequel? Ooh, okay. Kind of like pixel art horror game. This could be cool. Discover how the gruesome party began. So yeah, pixel mm. graphics. That's quite rare, isn't it? Like pixel art horror. You don't see that very often. Yeah, yeah. These cutscenes are like are like drawn, you know, like drawn style. Yeah, it's like anime, but like all black and white, and yeah, I don't know. There's all, they're always in like um like a haunted high school, Japanese high school. Yeah, and like. I've uh, I've got the Famicom Detective Club that Nintendo mm. released, and there's like a a haunted high school episode. I haven't right, uh, right. haven't played through that one yet, but uh, this seems more like a an adventure game, like yeah, in the, yeah, in, in the old sense of adventure, like collecting items. Yeah, like, yeah. So maybe it's like a murder mystery, or oh, there's a ghost here, a little ghoul, kind of scary. I don't. I like the graphics, but I don't like the anime characters. Yeah, it just kind of like, brings you out of the mood a little bit. Like it just, I mean, they aren't badly drawn. I think the styles just a little bit too different. Yeah, so like, like there's yeah. just there's just so much anime style stuff. Mm. <laughs> you know, it's like I feel like every game is it's anime style, and like this one could have just been pixel, you know, pixel art. Yeah, yeah. I think could have could have been nice. Yeah, uh, absolutely. Yeah. So yeah, I don't know. I don't know about that one. Um. Hard, hard to say just from a trailer, but sure, um, sure. Yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm gonna pass. I think. Yeah, <laughs> that's kind of intriguing. Maybe if I see it on sale, we can check it out. But um, yeah, maybe, maybe not this time. Uh, but anyway, let's uh, move on to our final trailer of the week. This is one I'm actually I'm pretty excited for because I really like this series, uh, Chiku Boegun Three, uh, which is Earth Self Defense Force. So I think the most recent version of this game is like six or seven they're on now. Um, so this must be a remaster of, of number three. Um, it's coming to Nintendo Switch. Um, but for anyone that doesn't know, this game uh, is basically a self Earth self-defense force where you basically defend Earth from ridiculous aliens like ants and just giant bugs and stuff. And uh, it's just kind of chaos. So it's just like in a really good way. It's just so goofy. I love it. Yeah, yeah, I I've never played this one actually, uh, like the original. Yeah, so I mean, the, I think the first one was on PS One or PS Two. I think PS One, um, and they've always been 
they've always had the kind of same theme, but yeah, they just kind of get more and more ridiculous. <laughs> so yeah, this 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 trailer yeah. is kind of stupid. Yeah, coming to Nintendo Switch. But here oh, we go. Okay, yeah, this is what you want to see. Third person um, shooting giant aliens. Yeah, uh, yeah. giant ants. This looks kind of cool, actually. Like it reminds me of like N sixty four. Yeah, like, yeah. Uh, like I mean, it, it looks better than N sixty four, but just something about that kind of, you know, yeah, uh, yeah. like jet lag Gemini, you know. Yeah, uh, yeah. Jet lag or jet force? <laughs> jet force. <laughs> that, that's the new name, jet lag Gemini. Amazing. <laughs> yeah. Oh yeah, but God. I know. Yeah, it's it's got that vibe. Yeah, with jet jet force Gemini with the um the ants and stuff, right? You, you've got like a an Apache helicopter and like a tank and. And, uh, yeah, it's just, just chaos, man. Like it just, yeah, it's really fun. Um, yeah, this looks like a PS2 game, I'd say. Uh, I don't yeah, actually I remember which console it was on, but yeah, yeah. Wait, well, that yeah, was be... that was the new one, though, right? No, this yeah. is a remaster. Oh, okay. Yeah, I gotcha. Okay. Yeah. So, um, like I said, I don't, I can't remember what exactly the newest one is, but I think we're on number six now. Um, oh. I don't know when that last came out, but yeah, this is number three. Oh, so. I was thinking, like, damn, this this game looks so retro. <laughs> oh, it is. It's a remastered. Uh... Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Um, I might pick this up, man. It looks super fun. Yeah. I want to see what the performance is like. The, the, oh, the frame rate looks a bit janky. And, so. and there's co-op, uh, online co-op multiplayer. Oh, there you go. So that looks, like, really fun. I mean, I'd love... It's kind of open-worldy, right? Uh, like... Kind of, yeah. Like You just have this wide level. I mean, you don't. you just stay in one level. Yeah, but it's like uh, a large area. It's kind of like a multiplayer map in a lot of ways. And, uh, you know, you just run around. And I think, I can't remember, it's been a while since I've played it, but I think it's almost like the Musou games where it'll be like, you know, enemy has spawned at this location and then you have to run over and, you know, there's like a new dropship or whatever comes in. Yeah, I mean, um, there's, there's something cool about these like arcade style games that, you know, they're not too heavy in production. It's just like pure, like, gameplay and... Just yeah, like, it's just just wacky fun. I, I love it. Yeah, you know, you know, the graphics are just good enough to like portray the image, but that's not what you're concerned about. You just, sh you know, you want to shoot fucking fifty foot ants in the face with, a, <laughs> with an Apache helicopter. <laughs> yeah, man. Well, uh, yeah, cool. Yeah, that that looks like a fun game. Yeah, absolutely, man. Well, uh, yeah, that's our final trailer for the week, guys. So. Thank you all for watching slash listening this week. Um, whichever platform you're listening to is on, make sure you're subscribed. If it's over on YouTube, get subscribed there or follow us on whatever podcast platform you're listening to. Um, thanks for joining me, as always, Ryan. Yeah, thanks for having me, man. And we'll be back next week with the next episode of the Japan Gamescast. Cast.